I actually really like Bud Light. A lot of people don't. Bud Light, cool. I like it. It's a bunch of different beers that I didn't know that I would like that I've tried. Like, I like I like Miller Lite. I like fucking... Miller Lite. Light's fire. I like Coors. Fire. Coors is really good out of a bottle. Yeah. Like a yeah. fresh with the, with the uh, Blue Mountains, nigga. Hit. No, nothing hit to me like Nah, Coors. nothing. The, the Coors I've been boys. drinking uh, the Pacifico. Um, I forget the name of them. They're fire, though. I like them, too. They from uh, Mexico. This shit came from straight out of Japan. Ibiki. Are we going right now? I'm recording, but we haven't. I uh, haven't done like interlude. a opening thing. Bust the opening. What you got for the song? The little intro. I feel like I've been slacking on my R and B. I've been listening to all, all the music I've been playing. And I've just been playing rap. I really don't even listen to rap mostly. I listen to mostly R and B. So, man. so let's make an R and B kind of day. Cause okay. I got I got some shit like Good song time. of the week is gonna be R and B. She's toxic and light skinned and just nuts, and that's you. Like yeah, that's that what is, you want. That is my style. You want I'm trying that. to stay away from toxic shit though. No, you're not. Yes, I am. What do you mean? No, I'm not. Okay. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to be toxic anymore. I'm oh, not toxic. Paul. I like other toxic people. Though. So, so what are you looking for now? What's your new uh? Like, which, like which, what am I looking for in a mm, woman? Yeah. You know. <laughs> As I sip my beer, sip my beer. <laughs> you know, I I don't know. Um, I'm just going. That's with the, the flow. best answer. I'm just going with the flow. Cause there's really no good answer. Mm-mm. I swear, like meeting somebody and just to me, my biggest thing is somebody I don't fucking argue with. Which obviously, me and Emily don't argue. If we, if we have a you know something combative, it's usually just like a talk and it blows over and we're cool. Yeah. We don't have one of those like stay mad at each other for weeks type of you know what I mean? Cause like br- life's too short. I don't mind arguing. Actually, like I, I like arguing cool. as long as we can like, as long as we can come to a place where we just like, if we're not going nowhere with it, we get to be like agree to disagree, and then like you said, not be all shitty. And you gotta let it cool off because yeah. we're two human beings with different mindsets. Yeah. Like we're gonna disagree, and that's okay. Like it, it, as long as we could do that, like I'm cool. Like I'm, but the yelling me. and throwing shit and fighting and stuff though, if you well, are yeah, with, no, that's, that's if you're I'm in a relationship that is doing all that, that's not it. Yeah. Get out of that. I'm just talking more like more like like philosophical like mm-hmm. idea or ideals. You know what I'm saying? That's fine. Not not like the stupid like yeah. why you didn't come home till seven a.m. Nobody has time for that. You think that's wrong? If you don't, if you like as a grown ass man, if you don't get home till like seven a.m. 
I think it's a respect thing as far as like letting some the person know like, hey, I might be out super late mm-hmm. or not. You know, I think as long as a man comes home at a, I think seven's kind of like, nigga, what was you doing? <laughs> yeah, seven kind of what? But as you said, though, as a grown ass man, shit, if I want to stay out till seven. Would you be mad if your if your girl didn't come home till like seven a.m.? I would have some questions. <laughs> if she had good answers to my questions, then that's fine. If she was just like out with her friends. Or, that's cool. Yeah. Like, hey, like, we went to just... back to Jenny's house. We kept drinking, blah blah blah, and like it was we was just vibing, having a good time. And she don't smell like dick. <laughs> Which yeah, I don't I know that, what the fuck that smells I like. Did that, I but, did that one time. I didn't tell her where I was though, and I. She's like, I got home at like six a.m. She's like, where have you been? I was like, my whole thing was like, what the fuck does the time matter? The, my thing was I, th- I was I was with my friends, but like the thing I didn't want to tell her is that I had just tried a new drug that I probably shouldn't have tried. Crack? No, <laughs> that'd have been fun. <laughs> no, I've never smoked crack. I bought a crack pipe before <laughs> and tried to smoke DMT. Yeah, yeah, didn't that was work. an awkward purchase. That was a that was a a strange. <laughs> Ask asking a nigga for a crack pipe is is just is just awkward. When you don't look like a crackhead, it makes it even worse because they're like, "What are you about to do?" Like yeah. it's like you're about to sell a crack pipe to a motherfucker going through it, and you're like, "Damn, he's about to become a crackhead." Well, he was like, he he was. Like, I, I told him I came in there. I was like, "I need a pipe." He's like, "All right." He took me over to like the weed pipes. And like, he said, "No, no, no, no not these." I was, I was like, "I was like, no, 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 no." I was like, "I I need a like a, a like a like a pipe." I want a free base. He was like. Well, we got some other, we got some like bongs and stuff over here, and he we got said, some uh, like tobacco uh, pipes. I was like, huh. I was like, you're not, you're not hearing me, big fella. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, you're not, you're not, you're not listening, big fella. I said, I need a pipe. He's like, he, he gave him the wink. <laughs> no, I just like, we, it was just awkward eye contact. He's like, well, I showed you all the pipes that we got, <laughs> and I was like, all right, nigga. And I ended up buying the wrong pipe and trying to smoke the DMT. I, I was on the phone with you when I was trying to smoke the DMT, and it, it didn't work out. I was going to watch Paul while he was on his DMT trip so he could tell me right when he came out of it what he seen. And it was disappointing, not only for him, but for me, because I sat and watched him fail to smoke DMT for like 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I've been trying to find more DMT. It's hard to find. They got they got the vape pens, but I'm trying to find Sketch, the powder. Yeah. The vape pen might be the ticket, because then you won't have to try to smoke it. Yeah, it's... I, I guess the the actual powder is stronger, but the but people say the vape pen does the same shit. When I watch people smoke it on like YouTube, it's definitely a process. Like the one dude I watched, he like had to hit it, hit it, hit it, and then he finally the dude was like, "All right, now lay back and close your eyes." Like the dude was like instructing him through it. I don't feel like you. I think you need somebody who knows how to do it instruct you through how to smoke it. I like the raw dog hard drugs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. I was like, you about to spit off and just like, I like the raw dog. <laughs> I was like, nigga, okay. All right, what we drinking, bro? All right. Some fire shit. Yeah, we on that Habiki. Who you say drink this, Nori? Uh, Nori on Drink Tramps. Yeah, he always drinking Habiki. So I actually was watching the one with him and uh, Kanye. Mm-hmm. And Kanye fucked with this shit heavy because he kept He was like, let me get some more of that. Let me get some more of that. So I was like, man, the first chance I get, I'm gonna buy a bottle. It's fire though, man. It's a, uh, it's got a lot of char on it, like a. Uh, Where'd you say? You said it's from Japan. Yeah, it's a ja- dude. The Japanese are very into. They're very into their whiskeys, to say the least. Oh, fuck yeah. You can buy some super high dollar Japanese whiskey. After we bomb them, they want to be us so bad. They've been making whiskey before we even existed. <laughs> fuck. No, I'm just <laughs> We are. 
<laughs> funny, uh, after we cheers up, I'm going to ask you a funny question. Ooh, this shit smell like gasoline. <laughs> I don't know how long this shit has been aged. Yeah. Cheers up. Mm -mm. Uh, it's, it's sweet, actually pretty though. Smooth. It's, it's, it's smoother than I thought it was going to be. Isn't it it's very distinct? Yeah. It's a different type of whiskey because... What proof is that? It's uh, 86 proof. Okay. But isn't it real distinct? You can get like the actual smoke flavor on the end. Yeah. But as it's going down, it's real sweet. Mm -hmm. I think it's made out of like, funny enough, corn, obviously, most yeah. rot. But Japanese Harmony Habiki, it's a Suntory whiskey. It's about 90 bucks a bottle. Um, Import through Chicago. Product of Japan. Shit's fire. If you yeah, see a bottle... It smelled like it was gonna be way. It was gonna burn way more. Than it's smooth. It's actually not bad at all. What was that shit your pops had us drinking, bro? Remus. Remus bro. Nah, that I shit, ain't drinking that shit no more. That shit had me feeling like I was nah. He being waterboarded with diesel. Yeah, he. I don't want no more of that. <laughs> that. That was a rough night. <laughs> I you will gotta, gladly turn that down. That was a rough morning. So, what happened with you on Twitter the other day when you said? uh you said, buddy, Tobias Harris's uh, agent was Jewish and nigga got mad at you? Because, bro, Tobias, <laughs> I gamble on basketball. <clears throat> and I watch basketball. I watch a lot of basketball. Tobias Harris sucks, bro. Tobias Harris Fair enough. sucks, but he has a max contract with the Sixers. So I'm saying, like, some games, like, Tobias will have, it'll be random. Like, every now and then, like, I at once a month. he got traded. Tobias Harris? He didn't get traded to Steph the Curry got traded. Steph or Seth Curry got traded. Uh -huh. Seth Curry. Andre Drummond and uh, Ben Simmons. Okay, yeah, yeah, nah, fucking Tobias Harris is trash, bro. So I was just I was watching that that net Sixers game and the Sixers stunk it up. I don't really even like the Sixers like that because I I just don't like the Sixers. They stunk it up. Tobias Harris, and every time like I watch him play on the Sixers, I'm like, this nigga's agent. I said his agent has to be Jewish because his agent got to be good. For you to pay – anybody that watches basketball, for a nigga to get a max contract and for you to stink it up like that weekly, like you – I was giving props to his agent. And some nigga was like, there's still trash out here that exists. And I'm like – I was like, fam, I was saying he has a good agent. You can't talk down on the Jewish community, Paul. I wasn't talking down. I was saying them niggas is fire. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's what I'm, I was like, this nigga agent is fire. That's, Isn't that's that weird, though, how somebody else could take it? And Like you said, uh, we was texting about it. You was like, it pisses me off when people say black men got big dicks. You was like, that stereotype pisses me off. Yeah. But most people are like, hell yeah. But it, I, and I, I feel weird. I, I, I hate Twitter. With, I think I've been realizing like a lot about Twitter lately is it's so much miscommunication. And people. It, it's almost like people intentionally mm -hmm. want to take other people the wrong way. It's like there's no... Like I, sometimes I'll be reading con like comments on shit that requires context, and if you pay attention, like you can, mm -hmm. you know, like there's certain shit that that if it doesn't have any context behind it, it sounds wild. And like I'll be watching people say shit, and I'm like, I'm like, you that just really either that really went over your head, or you purposely are being dense. <laughs> like I, I just don't. And it, it's it's definitely both. There's definitely people that are just being dense on Twitter, being assholes, and then there's other people that are like, that just went over your head. Like you're just you, yeah. you're a little, you're a little, baby baby mama baby a little slow. A little you know what slow. I'm 
I am flow. proud of a uh, black Twitter though. Black Twitter will rip you the fuck apart. Like as a whole, it's like a it, it's a good community. If you post some bullshit, motherfuckers gonna get you. Yeah, black Twitter, but that, I could take a lot of black Twitter because most of the time it's just jokes. Yeah, it's like niggas being funny most of the time. But like the other Twitters is annoying. It's like people trying to give me mm-hmm. give me their little think pieces on Twitter. I'm like, shut up! I was joking. I wonder how that dude even found your tweet. Like he had to be searching. He had to type in. That's the other part about it. That's a good point. He had to keyword type in Jew and be looking for niggas found, saying stuff about Jewish yeah, people. Yeah, like he mad. was on there trying to find people disgracing his people to argue it. And niggas, five niggas liked it, which was even funnier. You a grown ass man. That, if you're if you're a grown <laughs> ass man typing in keyword hot keywords to argue with people on Twitter, you don't have anything to do. Yeah, so the, don't fuck when you me. sent it to me, that was my first thought. I was like, first of all, how did this, like, how did he find, unless he was looking at Tobias Harris tweets, which who Maybe. would do that? Maybe. Nobody. That's weird. Nobody Either, would look him up. No matter how you slice it, it's weird. Cheers to that. It's just some weird motherfuckers. And it's just, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't understand it. Like, people really, people really be bored. But then I also got to take accountability. I definitely rub people the wrong way sometimes. I, I've realized that my brand of comedy, like, unless you know me, people are like, what the fuck is he talking about? A That's lot like, of people, though, with the, like, my lawyer's Jewish or blah, blah, blah. It's like going back, like I said, to this whole theory that they'll fucking, like, rape you for their own benefit just to get plausible. You know what I'm saying? Like, a some type of benefit. I've always looked at it whenever people say shit like that, like them saying, like, I got a fire-ass lawyer. Same. That's how I, but I can see how how other people can see it in different ways. Like, what if a motherfucker goes like, oh, he must have a black lawyer because they robbed him. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> that's, see? That's, that's, a, that's a little wild. See? What if you was like, man, his, his agent must be black because they be out here robbing boys for contracts. I do be mad when niggas be like, like, like white boys in my class would be like, they be like, you see the Sixers or yeah, they be like, you see the, the Pacers play last night. I was like, nigga, I don't like basketball. And then they be like, oh, and I'm just like, no, nah, I'm just playing. I watched the game. Last you know night. what I hate when white people, white men call people thugs. Yeah, I don't like. That's that. like saying nigger. Yeah, it's the soft it's way the to thing. say nigger. Like recently. <laughs> Somebody said, uh, man, the Pacers have some thugs on their team. And I was like, come on, bro. Them niggas are probably more refined and up, up, upstanding than you. Exactly. But they're thugs because they play basketball and have some tattoos and might argue with the referee every now and again. That's what they, like, some motherfuckers that I've worked with have called me unapproachable. Thug nasty? Nasty thug? thug? Magnificent. <laughs> nasty thug. No, they, they've said that I'm, uh, I'm unapproachable and I look... Like uh, a thuggish, ruggish bone? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a dude that I had worked with. I'm like, bro, I was like, he, he was talking to somebody that he didn't know I was cool with. He's like, he's like, man, he's like, he's like, Paul's got all these tattoos and he just, he just looks like mean and unapproachable. And I just don't know. You like, do scare me sometimes. Face ass. <laughs> I, I was offended. You have a welcoming face. You could, unless you get like a whole neck like blacked out. But that's what you, but that, that's what, when I'm smiling. And you got two you, teardrops. But you, that, you, I have a welcoming face to you because like whenever I'm around you, I'm mostly smiling. I free. just realized you kind of look like Birdman. Eat a dick. <laughs> I, don't, I don't look like Birdman, bro. I don't look nothing like, but fuck you, bro. He said, face ass. Pigeon man. <laughs> They, but like when I just got like my normal like everyday face, bro. Like I, I don't be smiling. Like I, I probably do look like an asshole. But the other part about it was I was like, I wasn't even mad that he called me unapproachable because I'm like, nigga, don't approach me. Like I don't want to talk to your lame ass. I can feel that. 
but I'm probably like the most approachable person ever because everywhere I fucking go, people come talk to me. So I must just look like, oh, that nigga likes to talk to people. Yeah, I purposely don't want people to talk to me. I need to do. I need something more aggressive about Get my look. Get a neck look. tattoo. Yeah, the I've hills. been thinking about getting like a big ass pigeon eating like peck, <laughs> peck it at a cracker. In New York. A big ass pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> or like a city rat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, That's disgusting. Don't get a rat tattoo. Yeah, like what I if I had the tail go around and it like came around my hair? Yeah, yeah right. And, and then, then it like ran into a ponytail. Facts. Hard. Yeah. It'd be the real rat tail. That's some nasty work, bro. That would be hard if you was like really trying to do some like tattoo. No, because then you be then I feel like you endorsing being a rat. Mm. Which is a funny conversation. Uh me and Devon had that. Yesterday on the way home from work, when is it right and wrong to snitch? He, because we talk about niggas being snitches. Like, if you get in the game to sell drugs, get pop, and you rat out anybody else in the ring, that's some ho shit. Mm-hmm. But I told him, let me be with somebody and they commit a crime and they about to pin me with it. And like, it's for real, for real. Obviously, you don't want to give him up in the beginning, but I'm like, hey, bro. Same. I'm not sitting down for somebody else's crime. No. I just. And I feel I feel like if you with somebody that's a real nigga that they, they should yeah they should stand up and then if they don't then that's great. So you agree with like that concept? Like obviously snitching out a nigga that's not been caught up yet and you got caught that's on you. Yeah. But I'm not about to sit for fifty for a murder that I didn't do. That's the I was having a similar conversation with Aaron last night. Like I but in a in a more joking manner, but like I loved all this stuff, but like. I don't think snitching applies to civilians. Like I'm a civilian. Like I don't. I'm not a part. I don't. I don't claim to be a street nigga, hood nigga. Like I don't. I, don't I agree with that. So it's not really snitching. If a I gang it, member. It's not, it's not snitching. Like I, I I don't go by that code. Like it's not snitching. I'm just being a normal human being, and I feel like that's how most reasonable people look at it. Like and that, I'm I'm telling. Devin <laughs> even said that because he was like, you know, if you're not street affiliated or whatever the case might be then how can you be held accountable like i'm like you said i'm not living up to that code of like a gang code yeah like in a gang bro you probably have to take the time for the murder and yeah, not it, pin it that that's when i think it's I, I think it's wrong like if you in that life and you're doing all that shit and then you telling and snitching that's yeah i don't, I don't like the and they handle that shit anyway yeah. so yeah like that. If, if you and if, if i took that that Approach to life, like, and I and I start snitching, like that's some whole shit. But if you, <laughs> he said, I'm telling. But yeah, but since I don't take that approach to life, like, but I, I make, agree. I've made that. Ask any of my friends that have that for my whole life, like that have been involved allegedly in certain shit. I've always made it upfront, well known, like nigga. <laughs> I'm not holding water, bro. Like I'm, because I'm not a part of that of this. Like I know yeah. y'all, but like we riding around or something, something happened. Like I'm, I'm looking at you. I'm expecting you to be a man and tell on yourself, because you got about five minutes before they start asking me questions. <laughs> he said, as soon as they bring me that Coca Cola and something to eat, I'm telling. Oh, uh, niggas gonna bring me lasagna. The bro. first I'm forty-eight. Have, I'm gonna have, a, I'm gonna have a, a glass of wine, bro. I'm gonna be in there. I'm telling, I'm telling shit niggas ain't even asked, bro. I'm telling everybody, bro. What? He said, actually, this one time, remember uh, Mike, as he said, yeah, I seen this one murder on 13th Street. He said, can you pass me the butter? <laughs> he said, this nigga done told on everybody for a full meal. <laughs> like a motherfucker, bro, because I didn't do nothing. Because <laughs> if, if I was there, I guarantee I didn't do nothing. I was an innocent bystander. And, like, I'm not about to go to jail for Nigga, what? I got kids. So, snitching is wild. Let's say this scenario. You're in a ring of drug dealers, right? Mm-hmm. You get popped, and they sit you there, and they say, "All right, we'll either give you a we'll give you a 
50 years if you don't give us any information or you give us information and you get five. Like, like from the perspective of like somebody that's in that? You just got to take the 50? I, I you got to take the 50. That, that's how I look at it. I mean, just from people that I've been around and like the shit, people I've been around. And around, I think that's where motherfuckers that ain't built for that shit that's in it, they be like, damn. That's why you got to know if you built for it or not. That's that's self. Exactly. I knew I wouldn't. <laughs> funny story. I knew, And I'm not going to use no names in this story. I knew I was not built for this shit when I was at somebody that I know. I was in a, he was a, he, he was a. A well-known drug dealer. <laughs> He's been shot multiple times. <laughs> like God he was damn. In his trap, and I was just and, I, and this was when I was in high school, bro. And I was like skipping school and like just going over to the trap. Like, he, 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 I'm not even gonna say the side of town. It was on the east side. I'm not gonna say the street he lived on because I don't want to give any information. But, He's like, but he lived on Bozart. But, <laughs> God damn. Bozart, no, no, it, it was over in Lawrence. It's like 4232 Bozart. <laughs> like, damn, nigga. But, but so like I was going over there, skipping school all the time, getting high, just like chilling with these niggas, bro. And I never forget one day we were sitting there, and he was like, we were sitting there playing G- GTA Five had just came out, bro. He's sitting there playing GTA 5, and he, like, put his controller down and started looking around, bro. And he had just got robbed, like, recently. Started looking around. He's like, he's, he's like, hey, hey, hey. I was like, what's up, nigga? He's like, you hear that? I was like, hear what? And he, I think he was just tweaking, bro. He's like, he's like nah. He's like, you, you don't hear that? I was like, no. He said, that don't sound like police kicking in the door to you. I said, that's a mad specific sound, nigga. I was like, hey, that's a loud sound. I was like, I ain't hear shit. He's like, nah, bro. He's like, I swear that sound like police kicking in the door. So nigga went over to his mattress, lifted up his mattress, then pulled out an AK, looked out his window. I said, I'm going home, bro. Bruh. I said, this shit is not for me. I was like, bro, what the <laughs> fuck? I don't want no parts of this. And, you know, uh, lo and behold, a couple weeks later, he ended up getting shot. But that's besides the point. How do you mistake someone kicking your door down? That's what I was thinking. I just, it's been so many times in my life. Well, you know, you know, you know, a couple of my family members and people I've been around. Like, this is so many times in my life where I'm just sitting there listening to niggas and I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. I'm like, this ain't for me. I'm like, this, no, this is, this is not me. You're right, though. Like, you got to know your role. Like, yeah, I'm not built to just be like a cartel leader. Like, Mm-mm. it's just not something I'm trying to get down with. I'm too I funny have, for that. I, I just have too much of a conscience to be cutting people's hands and necks and shit. Like, I just, it's not me. I just don't want to go to jail. I almost gave a homeless dude on the way over here that I see every time my good Carhartt gloves. Because he looked cold. And I was like, damn, I might need these gloves one day at work, though. <laughs> this nigga, bro. bro, I had a... See, like, if I was in the car... I wouldn't even think about that if I was a drug dealer. See? I would have just been like, stay cold, nigga. Facts. Maybe yeah, not, maybe, though. Maybe know. drug maybe dealers not. are... I, yeah, I, you could be a generous drug yeah, dealer. Yeah, yeah, I take I that say, back. I, I, don't think, I don't think that's, like, a moral... I'm just not cold-hearted, like, as far as, like... You got to be cold-hearted. Like, you got to be able to shut a, shit out. At a certain level. At other level, yeah. Like, at lower levels, I feel like you don't... But, like, at, like if you, like, at the high levels, yeah... You got to be able to whack a motherfucker in a basement, put him in a bag. Kidnap niggas' kids. Nah, I couldn't do that either. I couldn't either. I have a soft, real soft spot for kids. But that's why, that's why, but I, that's another part. Like, I know that I, in certain places, I won't take shit. So, like, other niggas always have an advantage over me in certain ways. And I'm not. Facts. Like, I, I just don't even involve myself. I'm going to go back around and get that dude them gloves, man. <laughs> what if he's not there no more? He what will if he be. already died? He's usually there. Died? 
Never know. He wasn't. Life, it wasn't that fucking cold life out. Life come at you fast. He had some decent little gloves on. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I try. Hey, do you ever try not to make eye contact with homeless people? I used to do that, but then, like, I make a conscious effort now because I heard somebody talk about, like, homeless people are still, like, I have a, I have a soft spot for homeless people. And, like, the older I got, when I was younger, I didn't used to do that at all. Older I got, I started getting like a little bit more cold, and I had to like snap myself out of it because they still like people. And sometimes, even if you don't give them nothing, I feel like just acknowledging them mm-hmm. as a human being. Like I feel like people treat them like fucking yeah, like vagabonds and fucking like they're like not, they're like in a zoo. Yeah, it's it's like it's just a it's just <clears> a motherfucker <throat> down bad on their luck. Like I I sit there, I talk to them, roll down the window, be like, "How you doing, bro?" Like even if I ain't got no money, yeah. I acknowledge them, wave to them. I think God, that's the best you. approach for sure. Like they're you said, people. they're still a human being. And the the fucked up part about it is like people, everyday people that that look at homeless motherfuckers like you're not that you think you are. A lot of us aren't that far removed from that. A lot of us oh, are oh yeah are a couple bad weeks away from some shit like that, and we never we never really think about it. Yeah, you're right. People think that they so far and above that like situation, I, but like I could never be homeless and you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I think that's a very humbling statement. To say, you know what I'm saying? I never look at somebody in a bad situation and feel like I'm superior because I know mm-hmm. how fast life can strip you down. You never know. And People, I think that's a, a bad mind state to have because I truly believe life will humble you. If, oh yeah. Life will humble you if you have that mindset. Mm-hmm. If you always think you're superior to somebody and always uh enjoying other people's failures and shit, yeah. life will knock you the fuck down. So I just try to completely stay out of that 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 avenue. People just don't think shit can happen to them, bro. That's just not untouchable. Invisible. That's not true. Like it's it's all types of wild. The the wild I walk around and I see people like some wild shit that's happened to like a motherfucker. Got in a car accident, got hit by a drunk driver on the way home from work, lost both his legs, can't work, like all all types of lost, random shit. Yeah, you just never know. Random bro. shit. People be like, no, that never happened to me. I'm like, you have no idea. Yeah. Life. Man. Like we, my my dad growing up, you know, as you're younger, you start feeling yourself. I'd always be like looking in the mirror, you know what I'm saying? Like trying to really visualize my image. Not to say you can't have confidence, but he'd always tell me, don't ever get too wrapped up in your image because one day that can be stripped away from you. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, what if you get in an accident, your face gets cut or burned or whatever. He's like, you're so wrapped up in how you look visually, that can be removed one day, and now you don't have, you have nothing at that point. So he's like, love you for who you are without the, you know what I'm saying? So I always try to remember that. It's okay to be confident, but always remember, man, this shit is, don't take it for granted. Nah, yeah. A lot of people take shit for granted, bro. It's fleeting. People don't realize that. People don't. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like that's part of that's also a, a part Live of being and learn. young. Like we're, I, I also try not to judge people in certain situations at, at the age around the age that we at because people learn and people learn at different rates. Absolutely, bro. And you're right. Sometimes it take some humbling <clears throat> life shit to and to the guidance. Like I said, I had someone to tell me shit at a young age that maybe other people may have not yeah. ever have been told, but the guidance factor. So I want to instill that into my kids too, though. Is Always be generous. Always be humble. Being, I mean, I think you get what you give, though. Absolutely. If you always being a fucking asshole, the earth is going to eventually be an asshole back to you. You got to always remain kind, man. And me and Devin was talking about at work the other day. Like, if you was a multi-billionaire, like, wouldn't it be just so fun to go around and you go to a, go shopping at Gucci or whatever, and you ask the employee who may make whatever, like, what's your favorite bag in here? 
I've always loved this one. Like, get that for you know what I'm saying? Like, just doing nice shit for people, bro. Ooh, yeah. Like, making people's days. That would be that would be a fun part of life. I wish yeah. I could do shit like that. <clears throat> yeah, me too. But you can on a lower level, but yeah. you can always you all yeah, absolutely. You just you always gotta be generous no matter <clears throat> where you at. And that's generosity, bro. We need to we need oh. to facilitate that a lot more as a people. Period. Like you said, though, it's the Western mindset of like me, 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 me not tribal like we don't work together it's always what can i all what can i have that you can't have and now i feel superior over it like fuck that bro shit i want everybody to be eating just like i am because that helps me develop as a person like i don't want to see other people struggling and you and you change other people like that like i always i use my grandfather as an example like he after he's been dead for he died in 2017 but it's still just like people not just me, like, other people will talk, tell stories about, like, shit that he did for him and how he helped him in certain situations. And then when you do stuff like that for a bunch of different people, then now in my life I catch myself in certain situations. I'm like, man, how my grandpa handled this? I love and I that. I try to though. handle that. Like, that's <clears> how you live on. Like, you, you, you show people kindness, you change people's lives, and then they spread that to – God knows how many people through their lives. Mm-hmm. And then people change. That's why I always tell people, like, like changes a lot of times just you, you change the, the people directly around you or try your best, and then it just ex, it's exponentially it goes from there. Like, it just multiplies from there because if I say I save one motherfucker's life, that motherfucker might save yeah. 10 people's <clears throat> lives. Those 10 people might save another 30 people a piece. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just, it's, it's a ripple effect by just being a decent fucking person. It's, there's no, in my eyes, there's zero benefit whatsoever to being a piece of shit. Zero. But people love it. It's like they feed off of it. It's, it's popular, and I don't understand it. It's very popular. We need to do a, uh, <clears throat> a scholarships, like, donation or something soon, bro. Like, put something together where we can maybe find a family in need or, I'd love to do something like that, man, and just start making it routine. To, yeah. I want to make it routine to help people that's doing bad, bro. I think there's nothing better in life. I mean, you look at Jesus Christ as a whole, <laughs> Paul face after that drink. <clears throat> what, did God, what did Jesus Christ say about uh, it'd be harder for a wealthy man or harder for a camel to be Pass through the eye of a needle than a, for a rich man to get into heaven, heaven to the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. So we have to remember that 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 mindset exists. Like if you want to hold all the greed and wealth, and you think that that's the ticket on earth, you're wrong. Like if you're living by the good <coughs> word, you're doing it all wrong. You you should never truly be rich because you should always be giving back. So people that are holding all this wealth, bro, it's like you can't take it with you. Yeah, and you just are being greedy. You being that greedy motherfucker that we all got to have some money to take care of our families and have some safe account. But, like, at at a certain point, like, I look at certain people with these billions of dollars, and I'm just like, what are you going to ever do with all that? You can't can't even spend that in your lifetime. But there's people that are literally sleep. Sometimes I ask myself, are homeless? Some people I think are homeless because they want to be. I think it would be damn near kind of liberating. Some people. If you had good weather. Mm-hmm. In a yeah. decent lifestyle. That's why a lot of like people like in California, like people move to LA and just do build like the little fucking. A lot of it too is drugs, it, drugs and mental dr- illness. Yeah, it's, which it's is most sad. Of it. Which that's, 
spins into our next topic, which is dope, is as well. It's literally dope. <laughs> Percocets, opioids. This is lean. a triggering topic for me. Roxy's. I was talking to somebody else about this a couple weeks ago. This is a very triggering. It's been topic. on my mind a little bit recently, and uh, I've had not not this one specifically, <laughs> but I've had, as you know, experience with the with, with the whole opioid shit. So, I like I always tell you, I don't personally feel like I have addictive personality. Like I could do something that I really enjoy, and I don't get hooked on shit. Like I know you have to do things within reason. You know what I mean? Anything within reason is okay to me. Like, mm-hmm. if you really like opiates and you do them every so often, fuck it. But it, obviously, you can't get hooked on them because now you're, it, it's a part of your li- everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I see all these people that are making it, like, seem cool. Like, obviously, we know rappers and shit. Like, Lil Durk just dropped his album. Have you listened to it? No, I, I mean, a lot of these rappers, not even him in particular, but Molly Percocet, but like everybody's like infatuated with drugs and opiates and like lean yeah. and I always ask my, I mean, it's been a Texas thing for years. I mean, these motherfuckers been drinking lean forever yeah, and dying fucking, from it. From that, since the fucking <laughs> Sadly, 80s, 80s, uh, Pepsi, did he die from overdose on lean? They say he did. I think I think uh, I don't know if it was overdose. I think it might have been like health complications. But with the but or, or it may have been overdose. I don't remember. I know um I know ASAP Yams died from it. I think DJ from Lean DJ Screw DJ Screw because um, you stop breathing. Your body just stops breathing <clears throat> because it's so relaxed. And a lot of times people get like you get real bad stomach ulcers and it just causes a bunch of other fucking health problems. But isn't the whole Lean thing just looked at as this imagery of like you're doing something cool? Yeah. Like it's I'm pulling a foe in a leader. Yeah. Now you look like it still sound cool. <laughs> it is. It's and that's why I told you that I was like I didn't want to pour some weed because like it sound cool to the motherfucker. You even look cool. Like even like, I, I, like even just like riding around with the cup, fucking jolly ranchers. Like and two styrofoam cups stacked yeah. with a bright pink cup, bro. You look like you really own something. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You but just, you're really just getting addicted just to drugs. You killing yourself. <laughs> Not only that, but like. Remember that I tweeted? I was like, what's up with this baby bottle shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I always see motherfuckers with lean with like 40 baby, baby, baby bottles. And I'm like, why just not? See, I'm a professional about everything I do. So I would have ordered like actual measuring cups and shit. <laughs> yeah. It's just easier to measure it in. I guess it's cheap too. Yeah. I had to put that in perspective. Yeah. If I really want to sell lean on a high level, it's cheap to go get a pack of baby bottles. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because you see a nigga like sucking a nipple of a baby bottle. Like, nigga, that's not tough. Most of the time, they just use it to pour it, though. Like, most of the time, they don't, they don't like, drink from it. That'd be funny, though, if they did. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I just. Why don't they just drink the syrup without, like, mixing it? Because it's nasty. No, it's actually kind of fire. I've tried it. I've, the, the kind that I've tried has been nasty. Have you ever so, had the yellow you know, kind? But, but, but also, also, it makes it easier to drink. Like, if you, if you like, trying to do, like, Like, a ease slow, into it. Yeah, like, like, so that's why you pour it in, like, a Sprite. <laughs> we need to, some. I used, to, I used to pour mine in, in pineapple fanta, and just get some Jolly Ranchers and just. I heard there's a lot of fake lean now, so you got to be real cautious. And about it's super it. expensive. And I Hella just I, expensive. It, like I've done, I've done a. I'm living my truth now. I've done a lot of drugs, and it's fun. I, can, I have not. I just never really. You're not addicted to drugs. No, nah, I don't. I don't really do nothing now. Like like Rue. No, yeah, that that's wild. 
But but I had a time when I was addicted to pills. Yeah. But it's it could be it could easily it was, that was accidental. That was, that was also because which is a lot of ways people got addicted to drugs. I got in a car accident when I was sixteen, broke every bone in my pelvis. I couldn't walk like I was, and they had me on pain meds. They had me on on oxycodone. Nobody was monitoring my intake of the oxycodone. I was at home. I I couldn't go to school. Like I was bedridden. I couldn't go to school. My whole junior junior year, I was sitting in bed. I mean, parents got to work and shit, and I would I was self as a fucking sixteen seventeen year old. I was self regulating oxycodone, pretty much loving it, feeling good in the motherfucker. And that's what it it, it feels good. And I was just sitting there. That's scary to give a kid that age painkillers. They had to because they couldn't do surgery on me. There was nothing they could do. Like it was just self healing and bed and bed rest. So I was just going to like I would just be in at first. Like I was doing what I was supposed to. I was taking. One every, I was taking one twice a day, and then slowly I'm like, man, these is fire. I'm sitting there by myself. I'm a stupid kid listening to all types of music about niggas once again doing drugs. Sitting there by myself, I'm like, man, I'm pop two of these motherfuckers, pop two. Like this shit is fucking. It. He said, yes, Lord. And then I started popping four. You was popping four at a time. Yeah, four oxys. At a time, oh bro. Boy. I mean, I was I couldn't I wasn't going nowhere. I was laying in my bed Just watching chilling. fucking Netflix, at, like for oh. days at a time. I couldn't walk for, I they had to get. I couldn't even sit in the shower by myself, bro. Like I couldn't. I had to use, even when I could start walking. Like two three months later after the car accident, like I was using a walker. I couldn't go downstairs. It was, <clears throat> it was just. I was laying in bed. So, I mean, it wasn't really doing shit to a me. A broken like, I, pelvis is a fucked up situation. Every every bone, a couple bones fractured. Like, I was just, they can't do surgery. They you can't. still feel it? No. It's healed? No. For a while, I did. I couldn't, I, I felt that shit for like a year and a half, two years. You ever been humping and was like, <laughs> oh, hold on, baby. Mm-mm. That car accident got me. Mm-mm. <laughs> you like threw your back out? <laughs> no. That, that, I, don't, I don't feel shit. But like, whenever it was going, I was laying in bed, getting high. Mm-hmm. Zooted, but like, like I, in a different dimension, and then, like everything else, my prescription ran out, and I was going through withdrawal. So what I started doing, I, I started popping Xanax, which was just kind of helping the withdrawal. Yeah, that because I mean, it, <clears throat> and I'm bro, I'm 17 going through like basically heroin withdrawals. They and say it sucks. It's like terrible. Leg bro. pain and headache and throwing horrible. up. Horrible. And but then. As uh, coming through from the family that I came from, like just super Christian and not like not really believing in none of that other shit, and like nobody, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get help. For, I didn't, and honestly, like they probably, my mom probably didn't know. She didn't know what the fuck was going on because I'm super, super secretive is my shit. Like I don't, I don't present mm-hmm. my issues. Like she didn't know what the fuck was going on, so I'm just dealing with the shit myself, and I just, <clears throat> I'm 17. I forgot I was working at Arby's, bro, and I had a fucking another. A whole slew of stupid decisions. I ended up with like a 1995 Corvette that I was driving. So like I, I didn't have no fucking money, and I couldn't I couldn't keep buying the drugs, and I was just going through withdrawal symptoms bad, and then I, I that's when I ended up trying to kill myself. But that's though these drugs are so addictive to where people like you said they make shit sound cool and. They do all the shit and like kids trying to be like their favorite rapper, just trying to try shit. They do it and they get addicted and then it's just a downward spiral. And that's when, remember, like, I think it was like maybe episode one we were talking about how rappers perceive how to deal with your issues and 
a lot of them recommend drinking lean, popping perks, popping zans, like, because it's going to make you forget about your troubles. Mm -hmm. But like we all know, your troubles are still there. You've just numbed them or you've dulled them for a second. Bingo. So you're not really resolving anything. And now you've also created a whole new conflict. Now you're addicted to drugs. And once you're addicted to drugs, all the other shit that you could have actually solved doesn't even matter anymore because you have a whole new fucking demon on your back. Mm-hmm. And that demon brings all type of... It's like people don't un, like can't really sit and understand that concept of, okay, like, yeah, there's going to be heartbreak in life. There's going to be sadness. There's going to... That's a part of life. Like you always tell me, bro, we're emotional beings. Like we were built to have emotions, but that doesn't mean that means uh, to me, like you tell me, like embrace them, like understand yourself, understand your emotions. Don't try to dole that out. If you feel in pain because you're hurt, feel that pain because it's meant for you to feel because you, you know, those are growing pains. A lot of times when you're, when you're hurting, you're growing. So like, don't try to know, don't try to dole it. Don't try to avoid it embrace it learn from whatever it was i know like a lot of people like death in a family that's a really tough one because like you can't really get over the hump but it's something we all have to eventually do and it's something that is a part of life so you can't let that i i've never had anybody really close knock on wood go so like i don't know how people cope with it or deal with it but i can only imagine like it's tough very tough and i think a lot of people hit a hard wall missing somebody that i could see that like i think that's the one thing i know could take me to a different mental and i know that so it would be that was probably when i would hire a therapist and blah 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 with do healthy shit me having the ability to do that a lot of people might not have the accessibility that i might have with health insurance and finances and blah 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 but like you said healthy shit I don't want to turn to alcohol and drugs because now I'm spiraling hard. Mm. Now, what have I resolved? And now I'm just in a a train wreck. I'm still hurting. You wake up 20 years later and realize that you just didn't deal with shit. I'm still hurting instead of like, okay, this is something that I understand. I've grown from it. I've learned from it. And like, it's a part of life, man. Life is going to have its trials and tribulations. You can't run from it. Just run with it keep running with the problems and like solving them as you go it's okay to dull pain every now and again like have a have a beer or two have a drink or two you know it's okay to cry i want to talk about that too like it's okay to cry i catch myself not like have you ever watched a movie and you wanted to kind of cry at a point but you wouldn't like it hurt your throat I'm a, I'm a crying ass nigga, bro. But see, like, I want to cry, but I, come, I won't because I'm like, I don't want to look like I'm crying. I co- but that, that's another thing about environment. I come from a family of of crying ass niggas that will also shoot you and beat you. Uh, but but it, it was never really shown to me, like, like that's why I'm always thankful for that. Like, it was never shown to me, like, emotional shit is a weakness. Because, like mm-hmm. I said, it's like, I got niggas in my family that will be emotional and sad and all this other shit about shit that they should be. But then also at the same time, like, nigga, don't try me. So, I. It, yeah, and crying doesn't really show weakness for a man. Nah. It doesn't. I always thought that shit was stupid. But There's plenty of niggas that are crying and shoot you in the face. <laughs> like absolutely. I, I, I always thought that shit was dumb. But I catch myself, man, and a lot of. The only. Like, a funeral, I can't hold it back. But, like, if I'm doing something where, like, something makes me emotional, yeah. I'll try to, like, not cry or, like. Absolutely. 
And I, I don't like that. I won't do it like, in public. Fuck like, that. I'll, I'll wait till I get home. Yeah. Like, if it's just me. I like, just want to be crybaby. Fuck it. I do. I, but I make a point to do it in front of my... Like, if I'm, like, really, like, feeling some shit or some shit's really bothering me and it's, like, it's some shit that actually make me cry, I make sure that I don't try to hide it from my son. Because I don't ever want him to feel like... Yeah. Like, I never saw my pops cry. Like I never have seen my step stepdad or dad cry mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. so maybe it's been instilled in me like men you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. men just don't cry mm-hmm. and i think men do cry Absolutely. men need to cry all the time um what's his name jason williams uh he was like a a black gentleman out of detroit he was on uh, joe rogan and he runs like that karate that dojo where he's getting these young boys to understand that being emotional is okay his name's jason mm-hmm. wilson man he's amazing he runs a dojo and teaches these kids how to fight have self-confidence but like he's like cry i want you to cry when they're frustrated and stuff and he's like be emotional it's okay man this dude is phenomenal and i've been like he actually wrote a book i want to read it soon but i love that aspect of like people are trying to change the stigma of you're a man don't cry be tough be hard it's like you can still be tough and hard and cry it's okay that, that 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 don't change. You crying don't change the fact that that you can still beat somebody up or protect yourself or do Fuck yourself. Nah. It's just, it's emotional awareness, and that's all a part of being human. Like I feel like you have to be a balanced human being. You have to. I'm I'm big on balance. Anybody knows me that I'm I'm super big on balance. You have to be have to be intelligent. You have to be sharp, aware. Have you have to be able to go to aggressive places if needed. You have to be able to do what you got to do, but you also have to be able to sit back, analyze your emotions and be like, okay, this is what I need to feel in this moment. And I'm not saying like, like prolong it. Cause that's, that's something the other side of that I have, I definitely have an issue with that. A lot of times, like I prolong emotion uh-huh. and that that's something that I try to be aware of. And I'm like, you also have to, you, you got to know how to feel. You also got to know how to let go. It's a delicate, it's a dance. You got to know how to do all this shit. But if you too far, just like with anything else on any on one side of the fence, you're unbalanced. You're not mm-hmm. doing what you're supposed to do. Any extreme is wrong. If you're just not showing and emotion. Me and you have talked. Like you tell me you're emotional, and I mm-hmm. tell you I'm not. Mm-hmm. But I'm aware that I'm not. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't want to be. I've almost become like emotionally numb re- like as of recently. And it's something that I'm like trying to work on, and I don't know what's kind of holding me back. I mean, I don't have a lot of drama in my life or, like, anything that's making me need to be emotional. But at the same token, like, there's times when I'm like, man, I feel like I need to, like, just let it out. Like, I need to let something out. I feel like bound up. That's what shrooms is amazing for me. Yeah, like, I, I need that, to that let go. I need to let go. I got a lot of shit on my shoulders that is subliminal, that's controlling me, that I don't. Like, it's not something I'm just thinking about, but I know it's on my shoulders and I'm like, something's weighing me down. And I think it's honestly because I'm feeling emotionally tied up and just, I need to let, like, emotionally let all this shit go. That's what people don't understand. Like, people, any psychologist will tell you, you can stress and holding in emotion and not expressing emotion. Like, people think that that shit is cool, but that, whether you like it or not, (laughs) here's one of my biggest pet peeves. People will really think that they're, and there's a lot of people that are mentally strong and have a strong will, but people will think that they can 
just literally control all of their body's physiology mm-hmm. just in the mind. It's so much shit in our minds that we're not even aware of and we can't even begin to comprehend that affects your body still. You 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 don't you don't have cognitive control over a lot of shit, over hormones, over stress levels, cortisol levels. I've been listening to a lot of shit about cortisol Facts. and all this other shit, but you're you people keep people are stubborn, they keep telling themselves, No, nah, bro, I'm good. I'm I can control myself, like all this other shit. But your body's physiology is out of whack because you're not as in control as you think. So you're fucking yourself by being this stubborn and not getting help, not taking in proper nutrients, not meditating, sitting with yourself and not cope like coping with drugs, like we said, coping with drugs, yeah. alcohol. There, there's times where, like you said, if I had a rough day, I have a beer, a glass of wine. Anything in moderation is perfectly fine. But there's other times where it's like I'm having a terrible fucking day, but I must make myself sit with this. Yeah, you don't you always want to take an outlet. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to face whatever the fuck is the problem right in right f- full front. What mm-hmm. is the problem? And that's where meditation can be very beneficial is like if you can get into a deep set. Like I just went last week and did a uh, deprivation pod. This Fire. is my second time doing it. Fire. And I love it because it's literally an hour of me with no technology, no light, no sound. I put ear, I put earplugs in. I shut the pod. I turn the light off. And it's me and my thoughts for an hour. A lot of it I try to be relaxed and, like, focus on my breathing. But it also allows me to maybe face some things that I may need to – I might need to face. Or I don't have this outlet of, like, oh, I'll just – throw this to the side like no it's me in this tank for an hour a lot of it i like i said i try to utilize it to relax relax my body and feel like weightless and just because you know we work with our bodies a lot and i feel like that's another aspect of feeling like the tension so i feeling weightless in the salt for anybody out there it's like a basically you're laying in uh body temperature water filled with epsom salt enough that it makes your body float so while you're in this pod, you literally feel weightless. Um, all your limbs are, you're just floating. It feels like you're in outer space almost. That's why I give people an explanation of how I feel. It's really dope though, because you can, it's just your mind. You feel like your body's almost non-existent once you get into like this deep state of relaxation. And now it's something where your body can actually take a second and relax. Because even when you're laying in bed, you still have pressure on your body. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing like feeling completely weightless. It's and, weird. It, and it'll put, a, it'll put you in a meditative. Oh, when I leave, I feel so relaxed, amazing. bro. I tell people that all the time. You feel amazing. Your, my back, whenever I leave, like the float tank, like if I'm just talking about physical shit, my back feels like somebody just decompressed. It feels so good. Like yeah. a chiropractor just cracked all your spine. Literally. Have you heard of the chiro uh, therapy where you stand in like the... You stand up in it. I think it blows cold air on your. I don't, I'm not exactly sure. I know a lot of athletes do it. The mm-hmm. Cairo tank where you like stand up and it blows like the steam on your body. Mm-hmm. I'm not too privy on it either. Somebody told me to try it. Um, I think I'm going to try it next. I think it's really supposedly like supposed to heal your body up. But I, I know a lot of like LeBron James and all these other people do it. But it's like a Cairo tank. Um, I'm actually about to look it up. I've heard, I've heard of the cryogenic 
Shit, but I I, I didn't really know as much. If I show you this picture, a big thing I'm about to start doing a lot of what a a lot of people have said is good. Like I've been I've been looking forward to getting a um a ice bath. Mm-hmm. And so I wake up usually at like four thirty and go to the gym. The gym over here opening at like five. I go to the gym, work out. Depending on what day of the week it is, I might sit in a sauna. But apparently, a lot of people talk about going into the ice bath and then right after the ice bath going directly sauna. to the sauna. They and say it's that, wicked. Yeah. But I I I can do saunas, bro. I hate ice baths. I've hated ice baths since I was even, even like when I was playing basketball when I was in high school and shit, like I can't like ice on my knees and on my like I, don't I, can't, like it. I can't do it. I don't know why. I it just it really bothers me. Like I I don't like sitting there being cold. I know it's helpful for you, but it was it was never my thing. Like I prefer heat therapy. The other day, I was like mentally not feeling it really, and I was up with that. I heard you talking about. I saw you talking about that. You good? Oh, yeah, I'm cool. It's just like certain days, you know. I'm just kind of not feeling it. You know what I'm saying? So like, I had always seen uh, if you take a cold shower, ice cold shower, it can kind of wake you up. It's more like a feeling down, just kind of like it's the end of winter. I think everybody, you know, there's a war going on. Prices uh, of everything are getting. I think subliminally, shit really does weigh on us, and I'm one of the type of people where I check the news, not like I used to, yeah. but I'll still like I'm I'm aware of what's going on around the earth, so I also think subliminally that's weighing on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I <laughs> I try to get in this ice cold shower, bro, and I'm like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> bro, it's like all the thirty seconds that I got out, and I was just yeah. like, oh. Like, bro, it's different. It's terrible. You have to be a mental case, like a nut case, to just accept it. Like, Wim Hof, to have that control he has to go fully submerged in ice water, yeah. I, you mentally are on a different level. That's what I got. I'm about, to, I'm about to buy a fucking a tub, put my garage to just sit, like, before I go work out. Even in the, in the mornings when it's cold, like, I'm just going to sit in that motherfucker, bro. Like, or I don't know how long. I'm going to work up to... What I need to work up to, I'm I'm sure, like you said, like it'll be. At first, I'm gonna be like thirty seconds, like this is some bullshit. But I, I want to try to work myself up to it. There's a lot of health benefits with it, and like you said, do shit that sucks. I mean, do shit that's uncomfortable. If it's something like I hate it, so I should make myself do it more, mm-hmm. because that's how you break barriers. Mm-hmm. And I've told myself here recently, I keep wanting to do shit that's comfortable. I want to do shit that's in my routine. Like I want to snap out of that. Like, obviously, I still work out and this and that, but I'm not working out on, like, this extreme level where I'm pushing myself beyond limit. Right. Or I'm going outside running in 20-degree weather. You know what I'm saying? Doing shit that I don't want to do. Like, that's that David Goggins mentality is do something every day that sucks because if you're able to get through things, if you force yourself into obstacles, now when life approaches you with hard times or, or issues, it's not that bad. You're used to fucking making yourself deal with bullshit. Yeah. Let alone when life brings it to you. Like, whatever, fuck. Yeah. I fucking ran three miles in the snow yesterday. Who fuck. gives a fuck? That's just, yeah. I love that mentality, bro. And I, like, want to really. That's why I told you this summer, let's put in some work. Like, a hot day, like, in the morning. Humid. Let's oh, go yeah. run some fucking hills. I'm with that. Until we throw the fuck up. Like, let's do hard shit, bro, that we hate. But at the end of the day, like, let's break into this new element of, like, our bodies. And let's, let's surpass our mental state that we at right now. We only, they say you only really tap into, like, what, 10 or 20% of your potential? 
Yeah. Physically. Yeah. And I don't know how true that is, but like it makes I sense. Believe it. I believe it. Yeah. I your too. body, your mind will tell you to stop real fast. Yeah. At, at certain, I, I even did it like even at like normal days at the gym. Like, ah, and I've been falling into that habit bad here lately. Like, so easy to do, bro. I'm just like, and then, bro, the, <laughs> it starts to burn, and you're like, I guess I'm done. This is the worst part about it, too, which I've, and I've never thought I would get to this point, but obviously I've, I'm, and I'm not all the way there, but I'm starting to get there. It's like, once you start making like a little bit more money and you like a little bit more comfortable in life and like, a, like I catch myself, I'm like, I, I, I don't know. It's so confusing to me because I just recently got to the spot to where I'm just like, I feel like I'm softer than I used to. Oh, like, bro. I'm like, man. My comfort level like, is man, stupid. Fuck. And also life feels so routine to me. That's why I think I've been really like numb lately to my emotions is because I feel like life is just like. Wake up, go to work, get home, spend some time with my daughter. Go, you know what I'm saying? Like work out, eat dinner, blah blah blah. Then the weekend, then I can be myself for two days, and then right back to the shit. It's yeah. like I need to figure out how to put some like light on that and say, yeah. okay, we understand we have to go to work, eat dinner, but like, so now I'm trying to like include different. I'm trying to like me and Emily are brainstorming different things. Like, hey. On a weeknight, instead of, like, us just eating dinner at home, like, let's go to Goodwill and just, like, shop around and, like, get old collectible items. Like, maybe uh, renew them or whatever. Mm. Bring them home and distress clothes and, like, just just certain different things to, like, help you actually break out of this cycle of, of the same shit every day. I mean, what can I – I'm like, all right, let's start painting. Like, you, you paint, bro. Like, that's dope because that's – breaking out of the norm how can i break out of this normal cycle and indiana doesn't i say indiana doesn't have a lot to offer anywhere you're at has a ton to fucking offer it's all about what do you want to go explore i use that as an excuse well indiana doesn't have a lot to offer we don't have beaches or mountains you can fucking go crawl around in some woods and find a creek and find i mean you like that's what i do over here it's all about what you want to do yeah there's no excuse for any fucking thing. Yeah, you gotta. I, I, I that's why I like. I like to try to break out of my random, out of my normal, calculated life and do random shit every now and then. Like, and sometimes <laughs> I don't do it in the most healthy ways. Sometimes I'm like, I'm about to get drunk as fuck on a Monday, bro. Fuck and it. I did that, and then fuck it's up good my schedule. For you, but random. I, I really truly feel like randomness is a good thing for you, even if sometimes. Not all the time. Every now and then, the randomness is a little bit negative. Some shit you like, I shouldn't have did that. But randomness can make you feel alive again, though. That's that's my thing. That's my whole and thing. And that's the part. It gets dangerous too. And I, I do it in dangerous. Winter, sometimes. I feel a lot more reserved. Like I'm like, okay, it's cold out. Like I have that huge excuse why I can't do shit. Yeah. Like oh, somebody invited me to go do something. Uh, it's cold. I don't really want to go out. You know, we all fucking, it's winter, it's cold. Like, we all want to be in our fucking houses, warm, watching TV. But, like, I'm dying for the weather to break. That's why I went to the strip club the other day, because it was just some random shit. I was like, I don't, I don't like going to the strip club that much. I was like, I'm just And what gonna, happened there? I spent a lot, a lot of money that I should not have spent, and I was mad as fuck. <laughs> but you learned from it. Yeah. And, and, and even, though, even though I spent a lot of money that I got zero return from, and it was the worst money I've ever spent in my life. It was still like, in my mind, I wasn't super mad because I'm like, it's different. Because otherwise, I was just going to stay in the fucking house all day. So you told me your girl hit you with the, 
This is like I'm new here. She said she said I'm new here. I was like, oh. Did for she real? have that new here vibe? I did. Okay, so it was believable. A little bit. You felt kind of guilt, like all right, like not guilty, Bro, but felt, you felt no, bad. I felt guilty. Yeah, because she was like, because I was, I was like, how much are she's? I was, she was like, um, my dumb ass. She's like, she's like, you want a private dance? I was like, sure. I was like, how much is it? She's like, she's like one thirty. I'm like, <laughs> I'd have said, damn, that's crazy. Well, then I was like, I was, <laughs> but, but you got to back out of that. I, I was quick. feeling bad because I'm just sitting there like, I was like, all right. You should have pictured a pair of Air Maxes, <laughs> like a motherfucker, <laughs> but anything else, anything, anything. Like any, I could have bought a whole pair of shoes for I that. I could have gambled that, <laughs> anything, and made it flip. And then, and then I'm like, whatever. So I walk. I didn't. I only had like, I'd already spent some money. I only had like. Sixty dollars in my pocket worth of cash. I'm like, I was like, let me go over to the. Let me go over to the ATM real quick. She's standing in the little private room. She's standing there waiting for me. Like you kind of see me standing by the ATM, but there's like a little curtain, and I'm standing there over by the ATM. I'm waiting for this nigga to finish. I'm like, and the door is right there. (laughs) I'm just looking at the door. I'm like, I could just skedaddle. (laughs) (laughs) Like I could get out of here. And then I'm just like, I look back. And she was standing there waiting for me, and I'm like... She had them doe eyes. I'm like, oh. So I went ahead and typed in my shit. I'm like... The whole time, there. pissed. I was talking myself into it the whole time. I'm like, bro, I'm like, you know, maybe it, maybe it'll be cool. Just a, you, you know, just a random experience, new experiences, random shit that you just decided to do for no reason. Like, just go go, go all in. Yeah, It's just a it. random, random night. I don't usually do it. Just go all in. Like a little money. <laughs> I go back there, bro. Vince start giving me a private dance. Five minutes in, I'm like, this is the worst one thirty I've ever spent. Mid start, she smelled like Newport's. Oh, I was like, this is, nah. this is trash. She's asking me stupid shit, and I'm just like, ugh. The whole time, I couldn't just, wait for it to be over. Bro. Yeah, like you would have paid another twenty to make it stop. To like, yeah, we go ahead and cut it. But like, but just I, take this money and I just bounce. Leave me alone. And I left after that. I was just like, so you never you just the private the private dances are senseless because Pretty the much. same little dance you paid one thirty for you could have just gave her five dollars and had it at the table. There. Yeah. So like you learned from that, didn't you? Yeah. You won't do it again. No. <laughs> no when they say not. like, do you absolutely want a private not. dance? She's like, nah, I appreciate it though. You know. She and, peer. I'm usually not easy to peer pressure into shit, she but she caught me off it. guard. Because I'm just sitting there. Hustler, bro. At first, I was just sitting there watching this the stage, and then just bitch come. She, she scared the fuck out of me. She came behind me. She's like, you here by yourself? I was like, oh. I was like, yeah, oh, damn. And then she sat next to me, and I'm just sitting there like, Did fuck. she have a tutor? She had a nice little little pooper. <laughs> she had a nice little pooper on her. That's what, was she light-skinned? Yeah. Convinced you, huh? Yeah. Yeah, she she looked like uh, what's her name? <laughs> Remember I told you. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, that was you that was, probably paid her cricket wild. bill, bro. She's probably back a month. <laughs> that's uh, that's another part I was thinking. I was like, man, oh, like, she think because she's standing over there. She probably thinks she she already spending this little one thirty. I'm about to give her or whatever. I'm like, man, I might as well just go ahead and pay one of her bills. Fuck what me. pisses me off is you tweeted that it's wild if a dude wears sweatpants with no draws. <laughs> no, that, like that should be a I tr- no. It shouldn't, because <laughs> if I'm paying one thirty, I want to feel all that. You wish no, you would have had sweatpants with no, no draws. Wear sweatpants with no draws. Oh, absolutely. Club is wild. No, why not? Because you went in there. Who cares? 
Where the silky Adidas boys? That Bro, way you can get to slide with it. That's because that you got should, cotton. It's gonna be like a. It's not gonna slide as easy. That should be a felony. That's some nasty shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no draw. Low key is hilarious. No draws. Imagine nasty, Adidas bro. track pants. The silky boys. With no no draws. draws. Get straight. And then you. And then your shit starts to wake up. It's shorty like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm a, cause I'm a fuck around nutting. <laughs> I'm a fuck around nutting my sweatpants. Go, cause you know you go to strip club bathrooms. It's always the nigga the sitter trying to sell you gum and shit. He like, said, "Move, nigga, move, bro." I just nutted my sweatpants. Fuck, that's gross. But bro. at least the one thirty would have paid off. I if you busted a nut, you would have felt better. I would have felt ashamed of myself <laughs> busting a name in a public place. Is, I would have felt. I would have felt worse. I would have been like, "You wanted the full experience, right?" I would have got home and looked in the mirror and be like, "You're a slut." <laughs> Listen, did you want the full experience? Is that part of the experience? That had to be. If you want yeah. the full experience, busting a nut should have been a part of it. She was, bro. That's that's the part that pissed me off. She was like. She she was like grinding on me or whatever. She's like, oh, she's like, I see you. And I'm like, bitch, get out. I was like, I don't want to go home. Like, I feel disgusting. <laughs> I spent all this money. She's she's like, oh, she's like, you look swollen in this sweatshirt. She's like, can I take your sweatshirt off? I was like, yeah, whatever. She tried to keep it. She's nah. She she's like put her hands on. She's asking me about my tattoos and bullshit. I'm like, I'm just sitting there like, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm like, this is bullshit. So and she was from Martinsville, and I was like, oh, she's uh-huh. but she was mixed. And I, was, she, I was like, where are you from? She's like, Martinsville. I was like, oh. That should have been an automatic for you to say, uh-uh. I'm <laughs> I surprised said, you didn't hit the door when you I heard said, that. that's why you smell like Newports. Ew. <laughs> it smell like menthols. Marlboro 500s. <laughs> Sick. Like Virginia Slims. I was mad as fuck, but. Are you going to go back? Because that's the shit you would do. I'm going to go back and kick it. But I you ain't going to go to the private room. <laughs> he said, tonight. I might go tonight. <laughs> no, I'm not. Nah. The strip club is really a, t- it's a terrible place to spend your time. Unless you have strategy. Yeah. You got to go there with strategy. Like, you, you got to go in there knowing you're not about to get a private dance. Really, I don't no dances at all. Just, like, you just go there, have a drink, visualize, eat some chicken wings. You almost treat it like it's a movie. Facts. Like, you're going to watch a movie. That was the fun part. The, the announcer was hilarious. Fun. Man. Like, it's entertainment. Hilarious. Go there strictly for the entertainment because then you save money. But... You don't. You have to imagine the whole time they don't really like you at all. They I don't like you. You keep talking. He about got. What the fuck am I supposed to talk about? <laughs> he want me to keep talking about strippers not liking motherfucker. He said I gotta pee. Uh, well, shit. Uh, look like we gonna stumble up on some shit. I'm gonna switch topics because you know I'm a married man. I don't go to strip clubs. I think they're dirty, nasty, disgraceful, and etc. So with that being said. I'm going to go into the next topic, which would be uh, Paul being the gas pump police. He's laughing, but he made a Snapchat the other day getting mad at people for complaining about the gas prices, which I think everybody inside is screaming because, you know, I'm at the point right now where when I go pump gas, I think about like how far I might need to travel for the next few days, and that's how many gallons I put in. And I got enough to fill my tank, but it's just a fucking principle. When gas is 425, dog, that motherfucker ticks up 
quick. Like I kept looking back at the ticker. I had to pump gas before I came here. I put $62 in my tank. I got a half tank in my truck. <laughs> Bro, so that tells you it would be $120, the same amount you paid to get some butt cheeks rubbed on you for me to fill up <laughs> That's my fucking tank. That's how much it costs me to fill up my van. But you don't have to pay for that. <laughs> I have a work van too. Air fives. <laughs> pow, pow. It's me and Paul both don't have to pay for gas to get to work. Niggas. So look at us, niggas, doing they, well out here. They don't, they don't, they don't pay attention to, to what I, if it's a gas on that receipt, they'll say nothing. Well, uh, you want to fill the rest of my fucking take up then, Mr. Nothing? Because I can get his 20 to fill the rest of that 60 up. Hey, follow me. Matter of fact, after we get done. Let's go to the speedway. Well, I, I'm not the pump police, bro. I just like you're I, the pump police. You're I pissed. I understand people being mad about gas prices, bro. But don't stand here at the pump next to me. It and is have pretty funny. Be like, shut up, bro. The dude did that to me the other day. He's like, inflation's killing us. Like, I was like, nigga, we all know that. Shut yeah, up. Bro, pump your up, gas bro. and go home. Bro, I tweeted that because I was at the I was at the gas station over off of. Uh, it's over in Castleton, the one over there by the Burger King. On Bozart? Them, no, it's not Bozart. It's, over, it's down the street from the fucking Lowe's, across the street from the apartments in Castleton, bro. The little marathon over there. By the Georgia if he going to tell a story, I'm going to go pee too. Fuck it. This nigga standing there yelling across the parking lot. Be like, damn, damn. He's like, he's like, this guy's killing me. But like yelling at some other nigga that I guarantee he doesn't know across the fucking parking lot. Talking about how much gas is, and I'm standing there. He he wasn't even talking to me. I'm just standing there trying so hard not to laugh because the white dude this nigga was yelling at was just like, "Yeah, he's like it is. It's crazy." And I'm laughing my ass off, like nigga, shut up. And he had a mind you, he's he's filling his whole tank, having this conversation with this other motherfucker about how much gas is. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up, shut up. I get the gas cost a lot, but why are you yelling across the fucking parking lot? Nobody will hear that shit. And since then, motherfuckers will stop me. Like, I'll be standing there at the tank, nigga across from me, and do his little peek. I try to, I, I just try to sit in my van or whatever, whenever people, when I'm pumping my gas. Because motherfuckers do that little peep if you're standing out there. They'll, like, look around the corner and be like, this is crazy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, nigga. They'll be like, Biden's fucking us. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like, I'm not even paying for this shit that I'm pumping right now. I just, I don't, I think, I think my real issue is I don't like small talk. I hate small talk. I Niggas, especially small talk about some shit that none of us can change. Like, shut up. Okay. I used to say the president doesn't have anything to do with gas prices, which I still don't think he does. Okay. Let's imagine, though, we have a pipeline, which we all know the Keystone Pipeline goes right. from Canada to Mexico. Right. We were producing X amount of barrels a day of oil. From this pipeline. Imagine you get elected and the day after you sign that motherfucker to shut down. So my question to that is, is was he the person behind shutting it down? Joe Biden signed an executive order to stop the pipeline. But, but what I'm saying is, is was that was that his decision or was that other motherfuckers I, telling him to be like, hey, yo. well, everything Joe Biden does, someone said, hey, That's what I'm but people, people telling him be like, hey, it's yo. this whole go green. Like this motherfucker has the nerve to tweet. Looks like we need to all start getting electric vehicles. Not everybody has he tweeted that, bro. Something of that nature. <laughs> I can pull it up if we want to fucking read it verbatim. 
This motherfucker thinks everybody has 50 G's to go get a Tesla. And long story short, we all fucking don't. Um, electric vehicles are expensive as fuck, bro. I mean, any vehicle right now is expensive as fuck. Facts. But a lot of people don't have the finances to say, oh, gas is getting really expensive. I guess I'll go get an electric car. Like, for one, do you even have the inventory to sell everybody a fucking electric vehicle right now, you dipshit? I don't know. I hate politics. I hate both sides. But when Trump was president, gas was one ninety nine. Mic drop. I, I just, I don't, I don't really put that <laughs> shit on the president because I don't really, in my mind, the way I view things, I just view the president as like a figurehead for whatever group of people behind him has their, they, they have an agenda that they're trying to push and they kind of push it through the president. Mm-hmm. So I don't really look at it as like Joe Biden. I look at it as whoever, whoever stands to gain the most behind people shutting down a Keystone pipeline, which ironically, now that I think about it, it's probably Saudi Arabia and other places that are selling us oil for all this money. They probably have the most to gain behind us not producing our own. So I, I don't know. I don't. I don't really. I never. I don't really blame the president for shit because I. I don't think the president really has true yeah. actual power or control. I think all of them niggas are compromised. I think most of our politicians are compromised, and I think they're all pieces of shit. But I just. I don't. <clears throat> I'm just not into blaming this dude that we all elected that we're all gonna pretend is in control. So Joe Biden's not even really alive. Ver- he's half dead. Verbatim what he said on mm. Twitter, which he probably doesn't tweet on his own Twitter. Yeah, no. But he said, loosening environmental regulations won't lower prices, but transforming our economy to run on electric vehicles powered by clean energy will mean that no one will have to worry about gas prices. It will mean tyrants like Putin won't be able to use fossil fuels as weapons. Nigga, what? You still need fossil fuels to create electricity, though. That's what I don't understand. It's all it's it's all confusing. Like it it's just it's just a fucking game. Well, really, to create electricity, all you need is magnets. But to create enough electricity, you need you're it. gonna have to yeah nine times like right now they're running off natural gas to push oh. the fucking turbines that yeah what, for, at the at the technology level that we have right now we need fossil fuels. The whole point of the tweet though is for him to be like. Well, we won't need Putin if everybody gets electric vehicles. Like, I just don't listen to nothing the nigga say. Are you going like, to just give everybody in a fucking electric vehicle, you old piece of shit? No, but then I, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I don't think he's in control of it. I feel, I feel like it, it'd be different if he created the electrical vehicle stimulus package where every family gets a Tesla. Nigga, okay, let's talk then. Except for that, shut the fuck up and lower the gas prices, Which you bitch. Which is why we need a new government. Fuck, yeah. Like, we're going to roll right into that because he being a little bitch about it. You was going against me whenever I was saying all this. I shit. was because military in particular. Go ahead and tell motherfuckers what you think a good idea is, Paul, and I'm going to tell you why I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> so, my idea, anybody that has listened or anybody that knows me, I hate... No matter how true, how people try to pin me, and I know people on both sides try to pin me. People people on one side be like, "Oh, you're a Republican." People on the other side be like, "Oh, you're a Democrat." Listen, flat out, straight up, no holds barred. This might be wrong. I hate every politician. <laughs> Austin's telling me this this is the wrong way to think. I think every single I don't give a fuck who you are. No, I, I think, don't think it's wrong. I They're think all every on some single, bullshit. Every, and I'm talking, and I could be wrong. I don't give a fuck if niggas. Take care of puppies. I don't give a fuck of niggas. I don't give a fuck what you Dr. do. Dr. Fauci think, fucks puppies up. Yes. 
I think every single politician in our United States government at varying levels is a piece of shit. Shit. <laughs> what about the senator for Alabama that was what? a football coach? I don't even know who that nigga is, but he gave a dick. I don't even know his name. My I dad's have no idea who you're talking about. Pissed. He's pissed. He's like, why would you make a fucking high school football coach a senator? All, all of our politicians. Herschel Walker's trying to become a, a senator. And Herschel I think, Walker. I think that's who it is. I, but they're all pieces of shit. So my thing is, I, this is how I look at the guy. What about Arnold Schwarzenegger? Fuck him too. This is how, if, if, you, if you go up and you get elected, I don't give a fuck how much I like you before. If you get elected for a... For being a senator, a congressman, I don't give a fuck if you a a, a fucking uh, alderman of the city. Well, <laughs> I think niggas are pieces of shit. If you become a politician, I think you're a piece of shit. So, and that might be, I don't give a fuck if people disagree with that or not. <clears throat> My idea, the way that I look at the government, and the, the, I don't participate because I think down to the core, <clears throat> our government is broken. I think that there's no fixing it. I think it's corrupt. And I look at it as like a building. If a building has a rotten foundation and a bad foundation, if people keep building on top of that foundation, just cutting down the building, they're being, they're they're not being responsible. What you have to do when you build a new building and the foundation is bad, you take you root up the foundation and you put down a new one. That's how I look at our government. I don't really give a fuck about what people talk about as far as our government because I don't think any. Side has a good solution, and like I said, I think they're all pieces of shit. So, I think the only real solution to change and fixing a lot of issues that people have on both sides is to dismantle our government and create a new one. Now, I fully understand that that's not as easy. It's easier said than done, way easier, and there comes a lot of unfortunate things with dismantling a government and creating a new one. I understand all that. But if we talk about real change and fixing actual shit, I think that's really the only course because anything other than that, I feel like is just us arguing back and forth between party lines. You aren't a huge fan of the federal government. No, not even a little bit. So when me and Paul were going back and forth on this the other day, he believes that each state should be sovereign, sovereign, which would mean independent. Each state would intake its own taxes, have its own military, have its own regulations, laws, which kind of exist, you know, you, but we don't, I, I was going back and forth with him and I was like, the more he brought this concept to me, I was like, well, we are considered the United States for a reason. So every state united creates one whole nation. But with every state being sovereign, which semi does exist right now because there are different laws per state. Does it? <laughs> it does it really? But there are different laws per state. Like in federal, Louisiana, but, you can go to jail for a traffic violation here. You get a ticket. But but federal law supersedes all that. That's true. But to break a federal law, you have to do some federal shit. But even but even like if we talk about like marijuana, like state legislation legalizes marijuana in a lot of places. But if the if a federal if a federal agency wants to come in, even though you're you, if you're led if you're licensed through the state to sell weed, if a federal agency wants to come in and raid you, they can still do so. I, 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 yeah, they're definitely the umbrella, like, covering everything. I just, I just want the umbrella removed. 
I agree. And and that's why I love talking to you about any topic we ever go back and forth uh, with because I always sit and think about it afterward. And not to say that either of our points are accurate, but I always intake your side of it, and I'm sure you thought about my side of it just as much. Like I told Paul, I said, well, if we were to get attacked, he said every state would have their own military. I think that's a fucked idea. Because every state's going to have different procedure. Every state's going to have different tech. And you'd have to have somebody, like you said, we set a board. There would have to be some type of set established military that said, okay, no matter what, if we're all sovereign states, we still have one fucking military that is going to fight if somebody fucks with our country. Which an issue comes with that, too. Who's going to run that? What the issue with that comes in, and it has happened in history, is... Even if you have these separated places where the federal government or umbrella government isn't as strong and you have multiple militaries which are joined by a military council, that's when you start running into the issue of like a military coup who then in turn still unite all of these different places and become a federal government under the Exactly. Military. And I think it's <laughs> that's why I don't I don't like the military it's council. Like inevitable. That. Let's say <laughs> right you don't if you don't unless you just break them up into smaller countries. Let's say right now we were sovereign states. Uh-huh. And the war in Ukraine's going on, as we know. What if 26 out of the 50 agree we need to go to war? Now, we, I mean, like, who, is it going to be an individual vote? Or is it going to be a representative from every state? But that's my thing. That's why I'm saying everything, even the military, should be separate. Because if them 26 states want to go help Ukraine... Them 26 states can go send their fucking military without the other people sending That's it. a wild thought, though, when we're all in the same area. Yes. And, and, but in the same area. We're all in the same area, and it will, his, historically, understanding it will cause conflict between certain areas. It's kind of like if we're neighbors, mm-hmm. and you sell drugs, and I work for the post office, and your house is getting drive-bys and shot at, my house might get hit, too, eventually. And then you... Then I have to retaliate because my house got hit. But the problem is smaller in scale. <laughs> I love, my, I love analogies. That's the way, but that's the way I look at it. It, it. Bro, the mere fact that you even think outside the box is why I fuck with you on the highest level. You yeah. are actually trying to think. Most people are like, I'm Republican, suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, you actually will try to perceive actual result like yeah. a solution yeah same with me like i you know sometimes i'll side with politics on but i want to actually find real results or solutions whatever yeah. the case might be that i i understand that no and here, here's the thing i don't care what nobody anywhere suggests no matter what you want to talk about or what form of government you suggest there are going to we're humans Whatever group of humans that you put together in any conglomeration form under any rule set, there are going to be issues and fuck-ups. That's just the, the story of humans. Like, that's human nature. We're going to fuck up anything that we create. I just try to think of, of less extreme conflicts and solutions. That's why I think overall, worldly, I think there, there's really there's two solutions. I think we either... One of them, we either all break up into like a extreme amount of smaller countries 
which will create more small conflicts, but less global conflict. There will be there will be small state to state, country to country, with all these smaller countries like conflicts. Like you break like every, Syria. Yeah, you break you break up every huge country into smaller countries, and there will be there will be internal conflicts that aren't on a global scale. Now that could also go wrong because some people we have nuclear weapons and some people might wow. But so then the other solution to that to me is, and I know I know this is a super unpopular idea, is we unite under one global government. That has its own more documented, more nineteen eighty four George Orwell. That has its own that's a very issues. interesting it, conversation. That has its own issues. Now, that comes with... I think that's what the global leaders eventually want. Well, I, communism, I think that's where we're going. I think communism as a whole wants one... I think that's just as a planet where we're going to end up. I, th- I think that's... If we don't kill each other, I think that's where we're going to end up. But that, that, that constitutes... So we stop looking at... This, this is when we start getting into like some sci-fi shit. That gets less into what we got going on here at Earth, and we create a global government that starts to maybe spread out to other planets. We start to kind of populate the solar system more. We start to that, you want that, some Elon Musk shit, but but that that that's the that's the ultimate that that's what <laughs> that will lead to. Like we will. How far are we before we could all agree to shit. one? Yeah, <laughs> you hit me with a real nigga shit. style shit. Angle my, we that, not gonna see that. That that's too many that's people a, have to be different mindsets. That that will require hum, human history speaking. That will require a greater threat coming, like fucking aliens, like or or like a global threat, like a we all have to join together for this one thing. Which a intelligent, but it's funny because it's the this is the story on. Have you ever watched Watchmen on HBO? No. Have you ever seen Watchmen like the movie with? Not really no famous people. It's just a movie. Uh, like uh, Rur- you know who no. Rorschach is like. I haven't seen it. So so they're they're kind of different. The the it's a comic book series with superheroes through DC. But the the movie is different than the series that just came up. Basically, in the series, there's a dude called Ozymandias. He's like a super genius, whatever. He formulated, he he created this this gigantic squid monster, and he he created like a like a global cataclysm to where this he he created like a portal. He <laughs> shot this fucking gigantic squid monster through the. It was basically like a nuke. It destroyed and killed hundreds of millions of people in like one area but what it did was it united the world into thinking that there was a global fucking extraterrestrial threat by this giant squid monster and And people united and every every few like randomly he would he would take like these smaller squids and they'd be like raining squids like he would just to constantly remind people that like this interstellar threat is still here but it would it was uniting the world to kind of his idea was to kind of bring a world government together because but he, but it was fabricated he, and, he created it and that's what it would take i talked to my dad earlier to unite anything you need conflict like america with, with the way our brains work now our brains as human beings like america we good yeah yeah we good america if say we got attacked by china 
you'd be so surprised how fast this left, right, blue, red bullshit would go out the window and we would all look face to face and say, we have to fucking neutralize the threat. Because I think people, like you said, we've said before, create conflict. We don't have a threat. So we make ourselves a threat. So we, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing with a global, this, this theory you just said. If the globe itself had a whole extraterrestrial fucking right. threat, we would have to unite to be strong to fight this. That's a great fucking idea. Maybe they need to start raining squids in New York today. And, and that's what I think. I think that's where ultimately. Not, not New York niggas would in there fry them up. That but, calamari but, fire. <laughs> we, we, we get into the mind state <laughs> of how humans probably in the next few hundred years, our brain chemistry is going to change through. Through AI and through you gonna robotics. get the chip. I'm gonna be dead before they start putting the chip in. I want chance. mine to be like when you chip, I chip. We dip. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that I would be a fire commercial, right? I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he said yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I genuinely think we all gonna be dead before they start chipping niggas. I, I but before they start like. I hope they do it at the BMV because like. <laughs> I hate the BMV already. The BMV, no, no, no. The BMV is the <laughs> worst place of human innovation in the world. Exactly. It takes forever to do everything. Nigga. That's what I'm saying. Like, while you're there, work. you might as well get chipped. <laughs> no, I, I think hopefully that they hopefully they do it on a on a better scale than a fucking BMV. You know what's funny is they've been practicing the chipping shit on dogs forever. We had we had a at an hour and thirty. We've been minutes. having the best. I gotta pee again. So hey, look, we're gonna continue the rest of this conversation on Patreon, and we're gonna run our little uh, songs of the weeks real quick. I'm about to pee on myself. I just bought these pants. So I gotta, you know what I'm saying? This motherfucker got on some Johnny Unitas, uh, scabaholic. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna roast my man's, but yeah, it is too late. So the BMV is the worst human-created fucking business ever. Actually, having to plate your vehicle after buying it is a bunch of fucking bullshit. Shout out to the states that uh, don't make you pay fucking $800 to tag your fucking registration every year. I like the states that have the... I like the states that have the, like, $25 for whatever car you drive tags. Would you ask me? I'm finna. You said that last time we talked. Bro, I do it right now. Let if you I let wanna, me hold some of that money you got, shit, we can all have. I don't hoodies. have no money. <laughs> I, I'm trying to tell them that we drop a new hoodie, son. Bro, the hoodies. Let me see. You got the one in there. Let yeah, me borrow dirty. it. Let it's me just dirty. wear your hoodie. It's in the washer. Did you get? Wear my hoodie. We got to take pictures in them. Did you get hot sauce on it? No, I wore it and <laughs> it's in the washing machine and it's white. And so I'm washing it by itself because I don't want to mess it up. Ooh. I'm sexy like that. There's some new hoodies coming in their fire. We're gonna take pictures of them. <laughs> We're gonna look fire. really good. <laughs> the face ass. So Song of the Weeks, my man. Alrighty. You got your song of the week? Uh I got mine. I got mine. Go ahead with yours because I got my not. song of the week is uh off can off Candy Drip, Lucky Day's new album. Ooh, drip drip. <laughs> my song of the week is used to be. By Lucky Day. Fire. Fan.
your pants watch your panties that was used to be my lucky day grab that special girl right next to you and fuck her i'm working on my radio (laughs) now tuning in to hot 97 jams this is austin's song of the week and i think everybody might know it and it is a fucking classic this is broadway girls by little dirk and morgan wallen Two butt lies deep and she's saying things she don't mean it, no 
Damn genius. <laughs> I've never heard that before. You haven't? That motherfucker slapped. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even gonna hold you, but that motherfucker slapped. I ain't even gonna lie. Hey, for that whoever came up with that was a goddamn genius. Yeah, that motherfucker was hard. That was the hardest <laughs> country been, rap song I ever heard I, in my that life. That shit came on. You heard Morgan Wild. You said Morgan Wild, and I was like, that's the nigga that said nigger. <laughs> Bruh, like, fuck what you talk about. That Him and Lil Dirk, that erased all that, that for me. That shit played, I'm like, he said, that's really good. I'm like, I see why he was saying nigga. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I fucks with him. That motherfucker was slapping. Like, that, hey, that shit was amazing. Also, I, even, I hate country music, too, bro. bro that shit was slapping. I told you. That shit well, was slapping. I ain't gonna go lie. That shit was slapping. When I first heard that, I said, God damn, they put something together. Whoever produced that's a goddamn bro, genius. Go. <laughs> that shit was hard. Yeah, I told you. I ain't gonna lie, bro. No, I, was, I was like, I still haven't listened to When I told you uh, to play it, you was probably like, what the fuck's he on? I was like, Broadway girls are Morgan Wallace. Like, he was like, this this Republican. Man, that shit And then was, you was like, 
And I start, I start, because I still haven't listened to this little Dirk album. I got a bunch of friends on my fucking Apple Music. I start listening to, like, because usually on Apple Music, you look on the friends who listen, and there's usually not that many people, like, with albums. Mm-hmm. You know how people got different. It's like, most of my friends listens on this little Dirk shit. I'm like. Bro, he's popped recently. Super popped. Super popped. I remember Lil Durk from a long time ago, bro. Like, nobody was fucking with him. Like, what? Well, just like Chicago turn, Drill, Lil Durk. Where bro. did he turn the corner? I don't know. So, when him and Baby dropped that that album, that was one of my, my favorite albums of last year for sure. But Absolutely. I think he just hit a new element, man. He's just been persistent, and it's finally paid off. Yeah, he, he definitely did. Which it's, goes to say, hard work pays off, baby. That... He he he's gone through the people the little Dirk know now is not the little Dirk that I was listening to in my ninety five mm. Corvette wondering if I wanted to try to shoot niggas for a living. But does that say that he finally made it? Yeah, absolutely, bro. Like, like he's he, about he, to be here in concert. He's hold on. And you know, I don't I don't do a lot of this, but hey, matter of fact, I'm I'm gonna play one more song. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna intro- introduce y'all to the Lil Dirk that I used to know, but before that, I just want to say thank y'all for listening. The rest of this conversation going to go on into the Patreon, so we appreciate y'all. This is the real Lil Dirk that y'all niggas don't know about. It's Liddy. I know. I know this what y'all been waiting on. Excuse the wait. Excuse the wait. Gangsta, gangsta. Gotta leave them traumatized